Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Madrasa on A. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to your program, Madrasa on A. Of course, developing Islam in me. I'm your host, Yasmina Peterson, and I am joined in studio by none other than Sheikh Anwar Adamson. And yeah, I do urge you to send through your questions on the number 072-238-0712. Alternatively, send through an SMS to 47913. Of course, this is Sha'aban edition, and we are speaking about Ramadan, which is around the corner so in this category and in this uh, program we are speaking about the benefits of Ramadan but before we head on to that we are going to be doing a recap as to where she stopped last uh, Sheikh Assalamualaikum how are you? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Sheikh how are you doing this afternoon? Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah Sheikh Shukran so much for taking time out and presenting this uh, wonderful program to us however Sheikh just a recap just a brain refresher for those in which uh, was not tuned in last week as to where we stopped inshallah Bismillah alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man wala Allahumma zidana ilma warzuqna fahma rabbil alameen Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh we ask of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us in the moments that we'll be spending together we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take the radio station from strength to strength so I've mentioned last week, it's a good program, as this name, Madrasa and A, we bring the Madrasa home. And last week, Alhamdulillah, we started speaking about the magnitude and the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is none other than the Qur'an, which is the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said that in the month of Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that this is the month where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed the Qur'an to Rasulullah So the month of Ramadan is indeed the month of the Qur'an. The month that we reconnect with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we mentioned some ahadith and an ayah, a verse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that inna hadha al-Qur'ana yahdi lillati ya aqwam that this book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala indeed for verily, for surety it guides to that which is most upright and this book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a living one there's so much benefit to it we said that for each harf, for each letter that the person recites during Ramadan and outside the month of Ramadan Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that for that person, for each and every letter that he recites, he will be rewarded tenfold. And in another hadith that we have not quoted last week, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says that in the month of Ramadan, our deeds even increase up to 700 times, subhanallah. So for one letter, we could be receiving rewards by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for up to 700 times more reward in the month of Ramadan. And this is the month of Ramadan. And then we spoke about reciting the Qur'an where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says Iqra'u al-Qur'an that recite the Qur'an Bacha the Qur'an as we know this word Bacha فَإِنَّهُ يَأْتِي يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ شَفِيعًا لِأَصْحَابِ For indeed this Qur'an, this book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we may see and deem to only be pages and a cover but this Qur'an Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says will come on the day of Qiyamah and will intercede for the person who has recited it. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us to see the month of Ramadan. 
Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. However, just speaking on that note and just doing a recap in terms of uh, the recitation of uh, the Quran during the month of Ramadan and also the Quran being an intercessor for the month of Ramadan. However, a question has come through wanting to know if one listens to the Quran during the month of Ramadan, do we get the same sawab? Allah Akbar, there is barakah and blessings in even listening to the Quran. That is an act of, it's a good deed, an act of worship. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will even reward us for listening to the Quran. So my, we might not be able to recite the Quran, but a beautiful thing that we do is that we always play the Quran in our homes. And alhamdulillah, there we, might, we have to applaud the radio station. You know, before, uh, during the day, they will always play Quran, different Jews every day, so the people can follow. I've actually noticed that some people follow with the radio station. For example, today will be the first day of Ramadan, and they will play the first Jews. And people will follow and listen. Alhamdulillah, may Allah reward each and every person responsible for that, if each and every person reciting, and each and every person who listens to the radio. And, and and before you we actually start our program, something that that I would like to highlight if it's okay with you, is that we always read out the janazah notices. But subhanallah, how very seldom do we actually listen uh, that these are actually people that has passed away. That these people has, has left this world. And look, it is two weeks before Ramadan and we've mentioned names that has passed away before Ramadan. Mm. And I'm sure it's a custom that you, you read the janazah notices. It might be that a day before Ramadan, or that tonight the moon will be recited, or will be sighted, Maf, the, the moon will be sighted, and you might be reading, Anwar Adamson has passed away. We don't know that. We cannot guarantee that. So subhanAllah, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us in this month. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us Ramadan. As I've mentioned, this janazah notices is only but a reminder for us that we are also fortunate to still be on this world. We ask Allah to grant us Ramadan, inshaAllah. Shukran so much for that. Uh, Sheikh, we will definitely be continuing the month of Ramadan is the month of the Quran. However, Sheikh, there is a few messages that came through in terms of on our WhatsApp and this answer reads, well, Sheikh, what about the increase in dhikr? Is there perhaps a specific dhikr we can recite throughout the day? Example, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Wallahu Akbar, if one is not able to recite throughout the day, if you are at work and so forth. Bismillah, Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillah, Yes, the question that you are asking is that can one just makes dhikr? Remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of the best ways to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is via his book, via the Quran. So a person should try and spend as much time with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is the Quran. And we must try to recite, even if we find some difficulty to recite the Qur'an, that is one of the best dhikr. But if a person is unable to recite the Qur'an, he should not be despondent, he should not or she should not despair. There are many adhkar, there are many dhikrs, as we know it, that a person can make. One of the best dhikr, and this is that we need to by heart and internalize and focus and Understand what we are saying is La ilaha illallah. Afdalu dhikr, La ilaha illallah. Rasulullah alayhi salatu wasalam tells us that the best dhikr, the most virtuous of dhikr is La ilaha illallah. Even when Nabi Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Allah, teach me a dhikr that you have taught nobody other than me. 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds to Nabi Musa and says, Ya Musa, O Musa, say la ilaha illallah. Say there is none worthy of worship besides Allah. So the zikr that I want to highlight is la ilaha illallah. Very simple. The new Muslim can also recite the zikr if he or she is unable to recite the Quran or he feels he wants to take a break from the Quran to make some zikr. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Nabi Musa, la ilaha illallah. Musa replies and says, Ya Allah, each and every of your creation says, La ilaha illallah, teach me something more specific. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Oh Musa, if this world and whatever it, in con- it contains has been placed on one side of the scale, and La ilaha illallah, this simple, very simplistic dhikr, which means there is none worthy of worship, of worthy of worship besides Allah. This very simple dhikr is placed on the other side of the scale that La ilaha illallah would outweigh the entire world and whatever it contains. So, my dear brothers and sisters who is listening to the radio station and who is tuned in, one of the best dhikr is to say La ilaha illallah, which means there is none worthy of worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is a testimony. That is part of our shahada. So as much as we can, even outside Ramadan, starting right now, preparing ourselves for Ramadan, we say, La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. And we do not just rattle this off and we don't understand what we are saying. So that is my first advice. La ilaha illallah. There are many adhkar and it's going to be impossible for us to mention all of them on the radio station on one simple program. Perhaps on another time we have more time to focus only on dhikr as this is a, a wide topic, you know, a very broad topic is subhanallah wa bihamdi subhanallah subhanallah Rasulullah said there are two words that's very heavy on the scale, very light on the tongue, very beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that two dhikrs, those two words are subhanallah wa bihamdihi subhanallah very simple dhikr, we have La ilaha illallah, subhanallah, bihamdi, subhanallah, al-azim. We have subhanallah, we have Allahu Akbar. There are many adhkar. But most importantly, my dear listeners, males and females, brothers and sisters in Islam, is that let us try to recite a dhikr, let us make a dhikr that we understand. Let us understand what we are saying. And that is ultimately the goal of remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to understand what we are saying in our hearts and in our minds we are attached to what we are saying sometimes you know we have a custom that we only uh, say what a person is, 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 is you know I may say like a better word that in parrot fashion the person will say something we have no idea what the person is saying but we are saying it behind him so the question is where is the sincerity behind that we are only but rattling off what the person is saying, but we ourselves do not understand. Or we take these little booklets that we have, and we recite the zikrs, but we have no idea what the zikr is. So the point, what is the point of reciting a zikr, but we don't understand. So la ilaha illallah, we understand what that means. Subhanallah, bihamdi, subhanallah, al-azim, glory be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by his praise, subhanallah, al-azim, Subhab, glory be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the greatest. We understand these very simple dhikr. And this is how we are going to polish our hearts that has become very hard during the past 11 months of Ramadan. And amazingly, uh, Sister Yasmina, this month of Ramadan, as we've mentioned last week, is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given this month to us 
as a stepping stone. You know, if, if I'm allowed, and I hope everybody will understand the example, a person is cycling up a hill. You know, it, it gets, the hill becomes very steep, and, we, and this, this, this is only but an example that I, I hope someone can relate to. And someone, while you are struggling, one of the other riders gives you a push, mm-hmm. and he gives that push, and you start to, to, to cycle a bit faster. So this is the month of Ramadan, similar to that, where the month of Ramadan is that push that we need in the, in the right direction, and we continuously, after Ramadan, need to continue with the good deeds, we need to continue with the Quran, we need to continue with all the good deeds that we used to do during the month of Ramadan. So this is why the month of Ramadan is there, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala understands us, has created us, and knows our weaknesses he knows that all of us we are the son of Nabi uh, the sons of Nabi Adam the children of Nabi Adam and as Rasulullah says that each and every son of Nabi Adam is a sinner and the best sinners are those who turn to Allah and yet Allah says here's the month of Ramadan my dear servants they is the stepping stone to coming towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we should look at the month of Ramadan with a positive outlook and we should be positive during the month of Ramadan and we should, I mean, get extremely excited now. You know, as I've mentioned before the break, that could be in your name, my name, that you've been mentioned now. That I could pass away and we don't know. I could leave my home. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all good life and long life and grant us a good death. But I might not be written this year that to see the month of Ramadan. So we continuously ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us and grant us that excitement and maybe through that excitement that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us to see the month of Ramadan. Sheikh Shukran so much for answering that question and then another question on our WhatsApp number in terms of Ramadan and fasting. It says, Salam, if you didn't pay in your fast before the new Ramadan, must you pay in the lost fast and money? It is preferable for us to try and make up those fasts before the new Ramadan comes. As Aisha an says that she used to fast the last days of the fast that she owed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during the month of Sha'ban. She was currently in. So there is absolutely nothing wrong for a woman to delay her fasting till the month of Sha'ban. As for the person who has not paid in her days, I was going to say his days, but her days rather, before Ramadan, some of the scholars give a ta'zir, a form of penalty and punishment and make that person pay something, some of the scholars. But there is no concrete evidence to say that they have to do that. So yes, we had tried to pay, you know, I mean we had so, we had entire year to pay in those days. If for some reason we were ill or there was a, 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 a reason for us not to pay in those days, then after Ramadan we have to make up those days inshallah ta'ala and pay those previous Ramadan days in inshallah ta'ala. Shukran so much for that Sheikh and now we are going to be heading into our program in introducing our topic for this afternoon which is the benefits of Ramadan as you were hearing Sheikh saying that was just merely a recap as to what we have done in terms of a last week's programming. However, Sheikh, we are now going to be introducing the benefits of Ramadan and just in terms of a stepping stone, quite interesting, I came about something that I was researching on and it says that Ramadan, during the month of Ramadan, it equals family time, being that the husbands are rushing home in terms to spend time with the children and the wife and so on. And that is basically the only time in which the family is all together. So what is Sheikh's opinion on this? Sister Yasmina, it goes without saying that the month of Ramadan is indeed family time. 
The month of Ramadan is a month of reformation. The month of Ramadan is that month that proves to us that we can be amazing fathers. We can be amazing husbands. We can be amazing brothers to one another. We can be amazing community people. As an, and we can be amazing ummah. Just look at the spirit of Ramadan. How we, without us even realizing, we are this calm people. We are this relaxed people. We are this obedient people, nation towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as you've mentioned, a husband would rush home so that he can be with his family. Buka time, as we know it in Cape Town. It's yes. iftar, but we call it buka time, and so all of us can relate to it. That he comes home because he wants to sit with his children. He wants to ask his little ones how their fast was. And this is family time. And this is how Ramadan teaches us how a family unit should be. That we should always make time for one another. And this, as I've mentioned, is the gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You've mentioned that a hungry man is an angry man. Oh, angry man. A hungry man is an angry man. Yes. yes, a hungry man is an angry man. But if, if we look at it, a hungry person is an angry person. Not only is it to a man, sometimes you have some females, they become hungry, they also become angry. But in Ramadan, that's that restraint that we have, that, you know, holding back. As we are taught by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam from his Mubarak and blessed lips, yeah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that when a person comes and wants to argue with you, wants to fight with you, then tell him, Inni sa'im. Indeed, I'm observing fast. And this is the general spirit during the month of Ramadan. That we, we, we find it to be immaterial sometimes and insignificant to have a, a fight with our brother or an argument with our brother so that we do not jeopardize our fasting that we've done for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If only we could just take a step back and realize that we are that exact same person. What has changed? Why can we not do this outside the month of Ramadan? So the month of Ramadan is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's way in His infinite wisdom and mercy telling us each and every person as individual that you, my brother, my dear servant, my dear servant, male or female, that you can come close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can be that example, that perfect example of a believer. You can be that calm person. You can be that obedient person. Because in Ramadan, we think twice to sin. We think twice to commit any sins. And we are extremely generous in the month of Ramadan. And this is the exact same person that what has changed, the question is, the spirit of Ramadan, it's an amazing spirit. It belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So yes, Ramadan is not only a month where we get benefits, there's, there's social benefits to it, there's even health benefits to it. And for this, we can Google this, the, 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 the benefits of, of fasting. We can Google that. And there is spiritual benefits also to the month of Ramadan. And there is benefits in the Akhirah. And there is benefits in the dunya. We would wish that the month of Ramadan should continue. But through Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's wisdom, He only grants it to us once a year so that we always have that excitement in waiting for the month of Ramadan. 
Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. Do know that you can send through your questions to 072-238-0712. Alternatively, send through an SMS to 47913. This is Madrasa on a developing Islam in me. This is Sha'aban edition. And we are speaking about the benefits of Ramadan as well as Ramadan as a whole, promoting that family ties and so forth. However, Sheikh, here is a message that came on. And this is in terms of the Ramadan. It says, Assalamu alaikum. What is the ruling regarding? a breastfeeding woman and fasting in Ramadan, if she starts to feel weak, is she allowed to break her fast and make qada of the days that she is unable to fast? Shukran. Yes, we will discuss it inshallah ta'ala that uh, a woman that is breastfeeding or she is pregnant, she has the option to either fast or she can break her fast. But that we'll discuss inshallah ta'ala during the course of the week. So yes, she has that option, option ta'ala, uh, to um, to break her, her fast or she can fast in the month of Ramadan. If I, if I could just mention something that I'm com- completely confused of the time. I was looking at the time and I thought, is aren't we breaking for Asr today? <laughs> then I realized that we're actually <laughs> on for two o'clock. As I'm looking at the time, I didn't want to continue into, into any, any avenue, into any subject, because I thought yeah, it's 34, uh, Asr will be soon and I realize subhanAllah it's actually 2 o'clock I didn't see the 2 but be that as it may we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us inshallah ta'ala the topic yes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu kutiba alaykum siyamu kama kutiba ala ladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattaqoon and this is a very famous ayah that we will continue seeing the year before Ramadan and during Ramadan I would like you know, to wish all our brothers and sisters right across the globe, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us and start to develop that excitement within us, you know, that we start counting down the, the days of Ramadan, that we become excited, that we can't wait to walk the path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And getting back to the ayah that I've cited, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Oh, you who believe, kutiba alaykum siyam that the fasting, that we will discuss the definition of fasting in the, in the days to come, Kutiba alaykum siyam that fasting has been prescribed for you. Kama kutiba ala ladina min qablikum as it was prescribed and was ordained for those before you. La alakum, la alakum, so that all of you may attain tattaqoon. So that all of you may attain taqwa. So the ultimate objective and the goal of the month of Ramadan is to develop that taqwa, that God consciousness as we translate it, that God consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's an amazing fact that we might think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen the word taqwa, the goal, the objective of Ramadan is taqwa. Now have we ever pondered about why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen taqwa over لَعَلَّكُمْ تَدْخُلُونَ الْجَنَّةِ so that you may enter the Jannah, so that you may be successful, so that you may be an obedient servant. Rather, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen that the goal of Ramadan is taqwa. And after the break, break inshallah ta'ala, we will discuss as to why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen taqwa to be the ultimate objective and the goal of the month of Ramadan. We were speaking about the benefits of Ramadan. And do know that you can send through your questions through to the WhatsApp number on 072 
2380712 alternatively send through an SMS to 47913 however I now grant uh, Sheikh the opportunity in terms of continuing where Sheikh stopped before the ad break Sheikh Tafadal Bismillah alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala anihi wa ashabihi wa man wala Yes, before the break, we've mentioned Allah, the a very famous verse of fasting. Ya ayu aladhina amana kutiba alaykum usiyamu kama kutiba ala aladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattaqoon. And this is a verse, alhamdulillah, that many of us has by hearted. We understood it, alhamdulillah, verse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book that you understand. And we say that the end, Allah says that we've prescribed fasting for you and for those before you. La'allakum tattaqoon so that you may attain taqwa and this is the ultimate goal and objective of the month of ramadan is taqwa now when we think of the word taqwa many of us we have our own definition we have our own perception of what taqwa is and it's absolutely nothing wrong with that because we have been fashioned in a certain way we may say car Every person thinks of a different car. If we say the word car, I think of Toyota. Another person thinks of Mercedes-Benz. Another person thinks of something else. When we speak about cycling, some people think about mountain biking, something about road cycling. So when we mention something, a concept, each and every person will have his own mind and his own thoughts and his own you know perception of what this is so when we think about taqwa many of us might think taqwa is wearing our thobe our top as we know it uh, our beard maybe which is a sunnah we are thinking of only strictly a person walking around with a turban on his head a stick for example he speaks he hawks he speaks very softly uh, we won't regard a person as a bit loud to be a person of taqwa we might think a person does not wear a top to the masjid, he has less taqwa. And we have different perceptions of what taqwa is. And this is absolutely normal. Because this is what we perceive of what taqwa is. And as I've mentioned, Rasul, and, and as we will mention, Rasul has said in the hadith, he's defined and said that the place of taqwa, he looked, he pointed to his heart and he says, At-taqwa ha-huna. Now we do not want to exclude and want people to must understand that when a person does wear a top or he does have a beard or he does cover up that we do not want them to understand that this is I do not want them to do that because we do not, do not want to go on the other extreme where people say that not wearing a scarf but my taqwa and my hat no that is the fruits of taqwa yes it's in a holistic approach at which taqwa is you have to make your salah you have to do what Rasulullah has, has, has ordered you to do right so as I've mentioned we all have our perception of what taqwa is but Rasulullah who is the ultimate teacher the messenger of Allah he said that taqwa ha-huna, that taqwa is one of the actions of the heart that the heart is where taqwa lies and where taqwa emanates from but more of that inshallah ta'ala yes definitely sheikh and also just speaking on the note of uh, taqwa and speaking softly wearing a thobe and so forth but specifically on speaking softly does this then mean that we as muslims need to interject the character of becoming humble during this month of ramadan indeed 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 this is the ultimate goal of the month of ramadan that we should as you've mentioned, you're becoming humble. So when we say humble, we automatically think it's a person who speaks so soft that we can't even hear what the man is saying. We have to put our ears to his mouth, mashallah. And this is our perception of when we say humble. But all these actions are actions of the heart. 
and none other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can judge that what is in the heart of a person. And the month of Ramadan is there to purify our hearts, to clean our hearts. You know, we spend lots of time with our physical, you know, just before this program we heard about you know, dieting, exercising. We spend lots of time on our physical bodies, our physical features, our physical heart, that it needs to be a certain rate, it needs to pump a certain amount of blood it has to take in x amount of oxygen for it to you know get maximum you know, benefit to the body and give maximum performance but how seldom do we spend time in our on our on our spiritual heart the heart that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks at where rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam says that indeed in indeed indeed in the body there is a morsel there's a piece of flesh when that piece of flesh, that morsel within the body, it is pure, it is good, it is, you know, sincere, the entire body will become sincere. The entire, all the actions, the limbs, we will not look at that which is haram, we will not say that which is haram. And this is the month of Ramadan that inculcates with us that consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, وَإِذَا فَسَدَتْ And when that piece of flesh, it is rotten, it is destroyed, it is not pure, the entire body becomes destroyed, the entire body becomes ill, and the entire body becomes unpure. So the month of Ramadan is here to work on our hearts, as we do not sometimes know how to purify our hearts. In another hadith, Rasulullah says, Inna allaha la yanzuru ila ajasadikum. And I want our dear respected brothers and sisters to listen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah does not look and does not focus to our bodies, our physical features. Perhaps we are not the most beautiful people to ourselves or to others, or our features. You know, we don't have a six-pack maybe, or we are not very much built, or we are not the fastest person, you know. But Allah doesn't look at that. Wala ila suwarikum. No, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala look at your outer features. Allaha, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yanzuru, he looks ila kulubikum a'malikum. So where does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala look? Allah looks at the heart of the person. And this is ultimately what the month of Ramadan is there for. To purify our hearts. That the person might not have a lot of money. The person might not be the best person physically. But that heart of the person is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ultimately looks at. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks at our deeds. And the beautiful deeds that we will do during the month of Ramadan is a testimony to that. May I, may I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us sincerity. And this is indeed what the month of Ramadan is about, inshallah. However, Sheikh, just before I hand over to Sheikh to continue, inshallah, on the topic of sincerity, there is a question that came through and it says that sincerity during the month of Ramadan, normally we are told that we are supposed to make dua to Allah with sincerity, with sincerity in our hearts. Now, a lot of us think about sincerity in terms of we need to cry to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and tears need to flow from our face however for those who do not do that does it mean that their du'as are not sincere enough for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it's not going to be accepted yes we are encouraged and we should be sincere and there are many ahadith and many verses of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that encourage us and 
teach us to be sincere at all times. Whatever we do should be done for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as you've rightfully mentioned, but we are different people. You know, some people, he might lose a mother and he might not shed a tear. Does this mean that he or she is not sad to lose that parent? But in the heart, the heart is saddened. So if we, it does not mean, it does not necessitate that sincerity brings about tears when we ask of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is important is that we connect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that we understand what we ask of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that we use the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala correctly and adequately, and we acknowledge the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we acknowledge the sins, and that we have been weak, and we've been disobedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, automatically sometimes the tears starts to flow when we think of how we were disobedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how we have violated the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was well aware of each and everything that we were doing, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was watching that, we need to have that remorse in our hearts. So the, automatically sometimes the tears will come, but people are different. Some people cry where others are sad in their hearts. So sincerity does not always mean that we cry when we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As long as a person connects to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is one of the goals of Ramadan as well. To teach us that sincerity. That we do this for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, when we make salah, everybody can see that we make salah. When we recite Quran, each and every person can recite, MashaAllah, that brother is sitting or that sister is sitting reciting the Quran. When we give our sadaqah, at times people can see that. We go for hajj, people can see that. But Ramadan, fasting is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I could be sitting in the studio and you might not even know that I am fasting. Or a person could be walking there on a Monday. No one knows that that person is fasting. During Ramadan as well, who can tell who is fasting? Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why Rasulullah tells in a hadith al-Qudsi. And what is the hadith al-Qudsi? It's a hadith that's been related by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but is not in the Quran. There's also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's ways of speaking to us directly via the hadith. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that each and each and every of your ibadat is for you. Illa sawm. Except the fasting. فَإِنَّهُ لِي That the fasting is only and exclusively and solely for me. Because only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows who is truly fasting. وَأَنَا أَجْزِي بِهِ And I will personally recompense the person who is fasting. And this is the sincerity. Very important for us, Facebook users, social media users, Twitter users, whatever other use, things that we have, that we tend to always put our life and what we do on Facebook. If it is a means of encouraging people, alhamdulillah. But why for every good deed that we do, I have just now performed Umrah around the Kaaba of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I've done this and I've came from a certain place now and I've met a sheikh and I've done this X, Y and Z. Ask yourself one question before posting that post. What do you want your readers to benefit from that? What do you want them to think when this has been posted? Do you want likes? Do you want comments? Do you want people saying, MashaAllah, such and such a person is extremely pious. His heart is saddened that the month of Ramadan is now leaving. Or he's saddened that he's left the, the, the shores of Mecca, the holiest land in the world, which is Mecca and Medina. There is no holier land in the dunya other than Mecca and Medina. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us to go to these beautiful places. So when we post these things, take one step back. What 
is my intention behind this long post? I'm going to post this now, whatever I'm going to post. Why am I posting this? Because I want likes, I want comments. The best thing that we should do for sincerity is do this for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That no person should know what you've done. Alhamdulillah, I've now fasted on this beautiful Monday and I'm so tired today. Why are we posting these things? We need to question our sincerity when we do these things. Posting Facebook, on WhatsApp, whatever we are doing. Let us keep our deeds for the sake of Allah and Allah alone and not for the sake of people. You know, it has been a beautiful thing that the old generation has always ta'ala. But now, unfortunately, today, li, li, li means for li Facebook, li Twitter, li Instagram. All these things, not lillahi ta'ala, it's more for li Facebook, li nas, for the people, for my followers, so that they may love me, so that they may think highly of me, that I'm extremely deeply doing this for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We need to watch the sincerity, and that is in our hearts. Before Facebook has come along, subhanallah, there were people in this world, and they are still there, we, had, we did not even know what they were doing. Helping out people doing this, making adhkar, they will not tell a soul. After they've passed away, we realize the value of that person. So let Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevate us and let us not elevate ourselves inshallah ta'ala. So the month of Ramadan is also that way of sincerely doing things only and solely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shukran so much for that. And just on that note, when we were speaking, just taking it back, when we were speaking, about uh, the television during the month of Ramadan because now we are not going to be watching our favorite soapies anymore we're going to be more indulged in ibadah and so forth the last few minutes of the program Sheikh Shukran so much for accommodating us and speaking to us about the benefits of Ramadan as well as sincerity and also Facebook and so forth and inshallah I say tomorrow again is another day for us to continue so Sheikh with regards to this any last words from your side inshallah Bismillah alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam Yes, Alhamdulillah, we did not even realize that the time has caught up with us. And just to recap, we spoke about the month of Ramadan. The intention was for us to be start to become excited, anxious. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala affords us to be amongst the fortunate ones that we see the month of Ramadan. Again, you've re- read it out the, the night, the, the, the janazah notices. We've read out the janazah notices. And again, it's a sign that we might not see the month of Ramadan. But we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us to see the month of Ramadan. We ask of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the moment that we've spent together, whatever good we've heard, we've listened to, of the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Rasulullah may it be a means of us coming close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that if we do, that we only do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for no other. And also, Sheikh, we've got about, in terms of the Facebook and the Twitter that she has been mentioning, is this Ramadan then a good time to take a break from social media? Oh, that would be excellent. That would be very excellent if we take a break of social media. You know, it is a bit uh, a difficult thing because some of us have our business on social media. We have our things that we need to do on social media. We have to post things. You know, we can use it in a positive way. We post you know, maybe a hadith every day encouraging people in doing the month of Ramadan to do certain things. But with regards to our own actions what we do in Ramadan or we have taraweeh or we have performed taraweeh or what we've recited for the day or what we are doing and how we are feeling at this moment in time perhaps we are leaving a certain place we are leaving Makkah, Medina
Medina and we want to come there and feel so sad, perhaps we should keep that inshallah ta'ala to ourselves and only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows about our action inshallah ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us and inshallah if Allah wills tomorrow we'll be back with Allah ta'ala discussing taqwa which was the initial, the initial uh, intention to date discussing taqwa, what is taqwa and what is the benefits of taqwa but that we'll do tomorrow inshallah ta'ala. Shukran so much for that Sheikh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Eh.